All right. Very good. Wow. It's great that uh, we have uh, such a robust uh, youth program. At Beth Messiah, I say this a lot, but it always bears repeating. Uh, you know, the good things always bear repeating. And uh, that is that uh, our youth program is not uh, a children's program to keep them occupied while we do other important things. Uh, it's an integral part of our community, of, uh, of Beth Messiah Congregation. Uh, and uh, uh, what we do is, you know, young people, kids, I often like to say when I'm praying over them to send them out for junior congregation, refer to them as men and women. And that's very important because they are uh, people just like uh, adults are. Uh, and uh, just like adults, some of them have uh, committed their life to the Lord and some are uh, investigating it, whether they realize it or not. Uh, and the goal is, is uh, not to bide our time until they become adults, but that we are proactively raising Messiah followers. Just like when you have a plant, right? Uh, and you get a little bud or something. You, you, you know, you don't, want, you don't just, you don't just uh, let it go and just figure uh, at some point it'll be full grown and then I'll start watering it. That doesn't make any sense, right? So we have to nurture, nurture a plant so that it does grow because it's a plant. It's a plant from the time it's a bud until it's full-blown with whatever, flowers, or if it's a tree with leaves and everything else. So the same thing with our uh, kids. Uh, and our theme of uh, Camp Yaladim uh, has been this year, Lador Vador, from generation to generation. And you know, next year is Beth Messiah's uh, 40th anniversary, and that's Actually, this is a, uh, a foretaste of, a, of an entire year of Lador Vador, of, from generation to, to generation. Uh, what began uh, many years ago I, I has, a present, has a past, a present, and a, uh, and a uh, future. It's interesting in the Bible, when you read um, the phrase Lador Vador, uh, it doesn't, it, it usually is not in the context of, well, we want to raise kids uh, for another generation. It's actually what it always is referring to is something in perpetuity. From generation to generation is like a euphemism. You know, it's a, it's a phrase in Hebrew that means always, from generation to generation. And so it can mean in some contexts in the Bible, uh, the uh, God will defeat the enemies of uh, Israel or of his people from generation to generation. Like, you know, a, uh, a particular uh, evil nation will never be heard from again, ultimately, like from generation to generation. Or it speaks of Israel being in the land from generation to generation. Or, or, or uh, the, the joy will return to God's people from generation to generation. So it speaks of God's faithfulness and, and uh, perpetuity. For example, Psalm 60, uh, in, verse, uh, in verse 15. Uh, Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through, I will make you an everlasting pride, a joy from generation to generation. Always. Not just the last generation to this generation, you know, as, as we might look at it very narrowly, but always. See? Uh, and so we need to realize that we are part of a very larger 
chain of uh, generations. Uh, and so that when we say Lador Vador, we're talking about perpetuity. We're talking about something that began long ago, that we're part of now, and that has a future. Uh, and that we are, uh, we, are, we are part of. Okay? And now, so in modern Jewish parlance, when you hear uh, Lador Vador, it means the perpetuity of the Jewish people, the foreverness of the Jewish people. In Israel, uh, as a people from generation to generation. But we know that if, you know how someone once said, if you're going to walk a thousand miles, you begin with one step, right? And so uh, if we are to uh, be a people that lasts uh, forever and ever, every generation counts. Uh, Every group of kids count in this. And uh, we have a responsibility for cultivating a passion for God, a passion for Yeshua uh, in this generation so that indeed there will be a next generation. And we do that by telling the stories of the past, by sharing the the truths of the Bible from the past, by inculcating uh, our own personal experiences so that our children uh, cultivate their own walk with God, but see themselves as part of something uh, greater. And you know, in Psalm 78, this is exactly what it says. In Psalm 78, it says, um, Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known. And our fathers have told us, We will not conceal them from our children, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know even the children yet to be born that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful uh, to God. Now, if you were to read the rest of this chapter, you'll notice it's really long. It's 72 verses long. And it goes on to retell the story of what we're supposed to tell our children so that our children tell their children and their children tell their children. And you'll notice that throughout the word of God, especially the Tanakh uh, and in the Torah itself, uh, there is a lot of emphasis on telling your children. Uh, the Shema, for example, uh, teaching your children the word of God. Uh, in the story of the Passover, when your children ask you what happened, this is what you shall tell them. So there is a lot of emphasis on bringing these truths to to another uh, generation. And in this week's Torah portion, Devarim, which is the beginning of Deuteronomy, Moses is talking to a, a generation that was born in the wilderness. But he speaks to them as if they were there from uh, uh, Egypt. Uh, I won't take too much time here, but you'll notice, first of all, at the very beginning, he says uh, in verse 6, 
verses 5 and 6. Across the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses undertook to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us at Choreb, saying, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. I'll just stop right there. The pronouns here are what's so interesting. The Lord spoke to us. They were not there. Yes, there was two out of all the people. But they were not there. The Lord, he didn't say, the Lord spoke to your fathers or to me, but us, all of us. See, and this is a great truth that we read in this week's portion. If you just read the pronouns, he's speaking to the people as if they had always been there. Uh, he's speaking to them so that they would recognize that they're part of the past, that their uh, motivation for entering the land, for their calling comes from the past, comes from the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that they're part of the people who were redeemed out of Egypt. But they are the ones who are positioned at the brink of entering the land, of receiving the promise. And so it isn't just them. It is them bringing all of the past with them so that they can ensure that there is indeed a future. If you go to the fourth chapter after he gives his history, he says, And now, Israel, O Israel, listen to the statutes and judgments which I am teaching you to perform. And you'll notice, if you read all of that, that it's because God had given it to them at Sinai, which is the same thing as Choreb. Okay? All right. He did this deliberately so that they would know that they had a purpose that's rooted in the experience of the patriarchs as well as in the experience of those who were redeemed out of Egypt. Now, it's important that we understand ourselves kind of in the same way, as if we are at the uh, brink of entering the land, every generation at the brink of entering the land. First of all, as Messiah followers, we need to see ourselves and our calling as rooted in the generation of apostles and early disciples of Yeshua that we are part of them. We are part of that people that first embraced the Messiah and walked with him and were told to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. It's not just them, it's us as well. See, these promises and truths are transgenerational. We need to live as if we were there at the resurrection of Yeshua as if we were the recipients of the letters of Paul and James and, and John, uh, through a filter of uh, understanding how to interpret the scriptures and contexts and what is temporal and what is eternal and understanding the, the, uh, the, uh, the principles involved. On another level, we need to see ourselves at the tip of the arrow pointing to the future, our, our present, not just looking to the past, but to the future. We're part of the future as well as the past. As Messiah followers, what does this mean? It means that we are unique in the sense that we are a congregation of Jews and Gentiles blessing one another, maintaining our ethnic identities, whatever they may be, but living in a Jewish house where hospitality means that, uh, uh, that all may participate in most of the ethnically identifiable Jewish traditions. Uh, not by right, but by participation and by deference and grace and humility, right? Uh, and, but since we don't live entirely in the future, 
we have to take into consideration the present realities and sensibilities in, uh, you know, in which we live. But we see ourselves as Messiah followers, as, as part of the past, as we read the history in the Gospels in the book of Acts, and the future as we read about the Alam Haban, the world to come, and, and, uh, and all that means. We live in that in-between period, identifying with the past and identifying with the future. Now, on a very personal level, right? Uh, we're called to raise up our children, like I said, to perpetuate these beliefs in a way of life. Uh, in other words, if we are going to see the future, uh, it's while we share the good news in every generation, it has to begin someplace, right? And so we're called to be proactive in this, not just waiting for our kids to grow up so they can so they can bring the message to the outside world, but that recognizing that their youth is a period of growth to pour into them values and truths that go on the hard drive. In other words, as our kids grow up and make their way in this world, there's a lot of software that will go into them. But it's really important that no, that no matter where they go and what they do, certain things are wired, are in the wiring, you know? And what's in that wiring is our values and our belief in Yeshua and, uh, and all that that means. So this period of youth is really important. This time period that, you know, you guys, I'm sure are thinking in many ways, I can't wait till I grow up. I can't wait till uh, I get to high school or I can't wait till I get to college or I can't wait to get out of the house, right? Whatever it might be. But you know what? It's really important to remember that even right now, God is at work in your life. Whether you see it or feel it or whatever, God is at work. And this is a really important time of your life, right where you are right now. God knows who you are, and God uh, knows what you're afraid of, and he knows what you're happy about. He knows what you love to do, and he knows what you're thinking. Okay, and uh, and that's you know really a very very important, and that's why uh, we have Camp Yaladim. We have Camp Yaladim, so you guys yes can have a good time, but in the middle of having a good time, God is invisibly at work, helping you to remember what you learn and remember the experience uh, itself. Okay. Now, the primary place for all of this, of course, is at home, right? It's kind of interesting where for, for many of us, we say, well, you know, uh, uh, at Beth Messiah, uh, there's about, they have about 45 minutes or in some cases a few hours a week, but there's lots of hours at home, right? Lots of hours uh, at home. But uh, we indeed do try to inculcate a way of life as well as Bible truth. And this begins when our kids are little, okay? Not just when they grow up. It's not just, well, we're waiting till they grow up so then they can participate. And to do that, to inculcate this from the time kids are little, we do some things that are a little outside the box. We let our children participate in a service periodically before they're 13 years old. Okay? Yeah, we do that. All right? Uh, and we do that so that they recognize they're part of it, okay? We let them have their own worship time in classes so that 
we can speak to them on a level where, uh, you know, it can plant seeds in their heart and it's understandable. But it's important, you guys need to know this, it's really important that you are in the service and participating when you do because you're part of the whole of the whole enterprise, of the whole group of, the, of, of Beth Messiah congregation. You are, each one of you is very important to everything we do here, okay? <clears throat> At Beth Messiah. <clears throat> That's why we let you have Shabbat school for, I mean, uh, junior congregation for a really long time. Okay, there, I just thought I'd throw that in. <clears throat> okay, very good. All right, so that's what we see, you know, in this, uh, in this Torah portion. You have a group of Israelites uh, who were children in the wilderness and, uh, and now are the generation uh, about uh, to, enter, uh, to enter the land. Okay? Uh, now, finally, let me just say this. That the people who entered the land, they did not have their parents' experiences. They didn't have their experiences. They had their own experiences. And those people, do you know what? Even though they were part of the past, they had the responsibility of walking with God themselves. You know, one of the, one of the mistakes our ancestors made was when they got into the land, they had a particular attitude. And their attitude was, well, wait a minute. God made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, so we're good. We're good to go. Because God made a promise to our ancestors. And what it took a really, really long time for them to understand was, is that yes, God made that promise to our ancestors. But in order for us to be able to have the blessing, we have to be obedient ourselves to the word of God. We have to walk in the ways of the Lord. Okay? And that is what we want. That's why we want, when I, when I pray, when you guys go off to junior congregation, I say, Lord, give them a passion, right? Simply memorizing things that are true is important and good and stays in the heart when you memorize the word of God. But it needs to also have a passion so that we say, wow, I want to follow God. That is, that's what I want to be, right? And you know what? When I look at you, I'm looking at people who are one day if you stay here in Columbus, one day going to be elders and shamashim uh, and, and leaders of varieties of ministries here at Beth Messiah Congregation. And it begins when you're... That is confirmation from God right there. <laughs> yes. I understood what that meant, that right there. That was a special word right there. Okay? Yeah. All right. So remember that. Okay? Uh, that uh, you are the future. You're like at the edge of going into the land where we, many of us, we've been toiling away and we've made it this far, right? But we're counting on you and raising you and doing everything we can to give you guys a passion to move forward and to believe and follow God, okay? And to enjoy life in the Lord along the way but remembering these great Bible truths of being like Yeshua, of following him, no matter what that takes. Maybe one day you'll go to Israel. Who knows, all right? Or whatever you do, as the Bible says, we do it for the glory of God, all right? And, uh, and so that is really a great word from this week's Torah, uh, uh, Torah portion. 
And finally, let me just read a verse, a couple of verses, just two verses. One is from Psalm 8. From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, thou hast established strength because of thine adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. What does that mean? From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, thou hast established strength? It means that it's not only the big uh, macho people or everybody that has lots of knowledge and degrees and all that is good, by the way, but starting with little kids, right? Just like Yeshua said, don't keep the little ones from me, right? That there is a particular testimony that, that God is aware of that uh, leads to strength. And so that verse is telling us how important even our littlest kids are to the whole venture, even if they make a little noise or even if they walk around a little bit. Very important, precious, very important to remember. Okay, and then finally, Psalm 144 in verse 12. Let our sons or our children in their youth, or no, let our, let our sons in their youth be as grown-up plants and our daughters as corner pillars fashioned as for a palace. And so uh, may we recognize the great value of our youth, the great value that they are, and may we nurture them and uh, may they grow up as Messiah followers, as kids to be adult Messiah followers leading us uh, into the future.